This is Rama for today. To grasp the principles of this strange life of faith, I remember Brother Rogers is here. Like I said, I, I had I'd speak around at home prayer meetings, teach Sunday school classes, any church in town. I mean, I taught Sunday school class for a long while in the Christian church uh, before the Full Gospel Tabernacle came along. See. I mean, anywhere the door, I'd meet some young people on the street. They'd say, Kenneth, you know, we're supposed to have a special speaker for our young people's service, you know, and 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 he's not coming. You know where we get somebody? I said, Yeah, sure do. Said who? Me? I said, Me, me. Welcome to Rama for today. Kenneth E. Hagen wraps up his teaching, the supernatural. Next on Rama for Today Radio. Also later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagen for today's message. Well, shout me down now, cause I'm preaching real good. No, he said, therefore, saying you what things that we desire when you pray, when you pray, when you pray, when you pray, when you pray. Everybody say pray. Say it again. One more time. Well, that includes you, don't it? When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Well, I got a hold of that. Thank God on that bed of sickness. It took me a while. It took me a while because I had to get over this hurdle, get over that hurdle, get over this hurdle because nobody agreed with it. Everybody I talked to, well, yes, but now that just means what things ever you desire spiritually. But I finally said to the Lord one day, and I was just a teenager, and you know, you know, you can misinterpret what I say. I trust you won't. But I finally said to the Lord one day, Lord, I've tried to get help. I've tried to find somebody to help me. I've asked this one, that, and the other, and the only preacher I could get to come to see me, the only thing he did is took my hand and patted it and put on his professional voice and said, Just be patient, my boy. In a few more days, it'll all be over. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you laugh about it, but I'm telling you, I can't say it yet without tears leaping to my eyes. After 48, nine years. And it left me. And I lay there for months waiting to die. And finally I said, bring the Bible back to me. And I opened it up to Mark 11, 24, 23 and 24. And I said, 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 said. That's all in there. Lord, Jesus, you said this you here on earth. Now, if you told the truth, I'm coming off of this bed. And if I don't get off this bed, it'll be because you lied about it. I'll have them burn the Bible up. But you can see I made it. Amen. Amen. Because the Bible is so. Praise God. Well, I didn't understand how to turn my faith loose. Nobody told us in those days. I didn't understand. I, I believe these verses. I believe my faith could make me whole, but I couldn't understand it. And it's so simple, we stumble over the simplicity of it. Whosoever shall say. And lying there in the bed, I, I said, I see it, I see it. While I'm still paralyzed, I've got to begin to believe I'll receive healing for the paralyzed body. But my heart's still not beating right. I've got to believe I'll receive healing for the heart, deformed heart. While my blood's still the color of pale orange, Dr. Roberts said this incurable blood disease alone would prove to be fatal to you. I've got to believe God. 
I've got to believe that I receive. I begin to say it. I believe I receive. Healing for the heart, healing for the paralysis, healing for the blood disease, healing from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Well, within an hour, I was standing out of the bed well. I've been well ever since then. I said, I've been well ever since then. Yet, you see, it's been it's such a hard struggle for so many. I'm glad I got it as a youngster to grasp the principles of this strange life of faith. I remember Brother Rogers is here. Like I said, I, I, I had, I, I'd speak around at home prayer meetings, teach Sunday school classes, any church in town. I mean, I taught a Sunday school class for a long while in the Christian church uh, before the full gospel tabernacle came along. See. I mean, anywhere the door, I'd meet some young people on the street, and they'd say, Kenneth, you know, we're supposed to have a special speaker for our young people's service, you know. And, 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 and he's not coming. You know where we can get somebody? I said, yeah, sure do. He said, who, me? I said, me, me. So I'd go speak to him. Young people said, uh, Kenneth, we, we have a jail. We got permission to have a jail service every Tuesday night. And we sing a few songs, testify, but we feel like somebody ought to, ought to you know, give a little word and preach something. You know anybody we could get? I said, sure do. He said, who? I said, me, me. I mean, if the door opened me, I just took my foot. I didn't ask, what church are you? I'm still not interested in what church are you. If the door opened, I just stepped in. Bless God. Bless you. Amen. Bless you. Well, then they came along, you see, and built this tabernacle. Brother Ott came to hell revival. Brother Rogers, after the first year, came to pastor. Brother Rogers is here. We had him stand up the other night. So he said to me one day, uh, Kenneth, I, I'm going to hold a meeting out here in the country, a place called Rola. And he said, I'm going to preach all weeknight, but I need to be here in town. Would you preach on Sunday night? So I did. And we had a meeting out there, you see. And, and, and then several people got saved. They wanted to start a church. Well, they asked me to pastor it. You know, I like to tell folks sometimes, you know, I started pastoring when I was 18. You know, first Sunday I preached there as pastor, I was 18. We've got a picture of that old building, you know. I think it'd seat every bit of 40 people. I don't know how many, I think it'd seat more than that, but anyways. Uh, uh, and then by the next Sunday, I was 19. So I'd walk out there. I know how far it is. That, that, that little old church out there was eight and nine-tenths miles from the courthouse square of McKinney, Texas. And that first year I preached, you see, I didn't have the Baptist in the Holy Ghost. I didn't speak a tongue, but I, I wore out four pairs of shoes walking to preach. And you know, I didn't get enough money to buy one pair. And you could buy shoes cheap, depression days. Man, you could buy a good pair for $1.98. And, and I just, you know, I walked all the way one time, and many times I walked halfway there. Somebody come along and pick you up. Didn't have all the traffic we have now, you see. I'd stay over Sunday and come back in, flag a ride in, you know, hitch a ride back in on Monday or a walk. Many has been the time. I'm walking down that old dusty road towards Roland with my Bible in my hand. Preaching off out there in the country. Little old building, you know, that's just been sitting there empty and we fixed it up the best we could. And I don't mean this wrong. See, you could be wrong about it and miss it. 
You can do something because somebody else did it and miss it a thousand miles. But if your heart's right with God, it makes a lot of difference. But I'd walk down that old road to Roland and, you know, carrying my body bone. And I'd say, see, because I'd got a hold of it, I'd learned a little bit about how you put the supernatural to work. And I'd walk down that road and I'd say, I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to preach that Jesus saves. I'm going to preach that Jesus heals. I'm going to preach that Jesus is coming again. I had been baptized Holy Ghost yet. I didn't have to put that in there. I'm going to preach it from Red River. That's down here between you know, the border between Oklahoma and Texas. To the Gulf of Mexico. I'm going to preach it from the New Mexico state line to the Louisiana state line. I thought if I covered Texas, that'd be big. And it would. It would. But then while I was out there, I got baptized with the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues. And I walked down that old same road with my Bible. And I said, I'm going to preach that Jesus saves, that Jesus baptizes the Holy Ghost. That Jesus is coming again. That Jesus heals. And I'm going to preach it from the Atlantic to the Pacific. And I'm going to preach it from the Gulf of Mexico to the Canadian border. My vision enlarged. And eventually enlarged to say that to the whole world. I'd go to conventions. Buildings like this would be full of people. And I'd say, not egotistical, with all humility, the time's coming when I'm going to preach camp meetings. I'm going to preach every convention I went to. I said, I'm going to preach conventions. Amen. I'll preach to crowds like that one day. And I've done it. I said, I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> Hallelujah. You bring the supernatural. You see, the reason that we have so little on time is our vision is so small. I've said to people for years, I'm going to keep on saying it. Some folks don't like me to say it. But it don't bother me to be criticized by little spurts. I've been criticized by experts. <laughs> it just goes off of me like water off of a duck's back. I examine my heart. I've got to live with my own spirit and live with God. Walk in fellowship with him. What man says has very little to do with it. Doesn't bother me and deter me the least bit in the world. I've said it for years. You look at this, I'm talking about bringing the supernatural into your life. Don't wait for the supernatural. Go out and put the supernatural to work. How do you do it? How do you do it? Jesus told you exactly. How did Jesus put the supernatural to work in that fig tree? He spoke to it. I said he spoke to it, didn't he? I said he spoke to it, didn't he? Amen. Jesus then said, Whosoever shall say, and not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Hallelujah. I've preached it for nearly 50 years. All I am today, all I have today is a result of what I believed and said yesterday. Welcome to Rema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. 
You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. This month we're offering Kenneth E. Hagan's three-CD set, A Fresh Anointing. We're also offering Lynette Hagan's CD, Fuel Your Passion for God. Last but not least is Kenneth W. Hagan's book entitled Overflow, Living Above Life's Limits. All these items at the special price of $35. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, Let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. You know, our word partners are the ones that help us to be able to keep this going over the yes. airways. Well, what is a word partner? Well, it's somebody that prays for us regularly and sends an offering at least once a month, yes. whatever you can afford to send. It helps us to keep the, the, this program going all over, go all over the world. We get yes. reports from all over the world. So I just want to thank you for, for that. And I just want to, you hear me say, yes. thank you for helping us. Well, I am talking about those that are word partners. And then if you would like to partner with us, that's how you do it. You go to rhema.org slash WPC and it, all the information is right there. And we welcome you to come and be a partner with us. Monday, we'll start a new and powerful teaching from the Rama Archives. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Have a great weekend.